Um, we're in this series called Valleys to Mountains. And how you guys have been liking that? We've done a couple weeks of it. Yeah? Okay. Well, we're going to keep going whether, whether you like it or not. So, you know what? Get your heart right and start liking it because we're going to be here until you like it. We're staying in the valley till you're ready to go to the mountain. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, let's just pray. I just, we're just going to take, I just want you guys, we're just going to close our eyes because I just think we need a moment with the Lord. Lord, we just thank you that you have everything we need and you're just waiting to hand it out to us you're just waiting to provide for us Uh, you're waiting to come in and just swoop in with a comfort with an answer you know with a vision you know with a destiny for us lord and just even right now i just want you guys to just examine your hearts if you're like you know i've been going to church my whole life i've been good i've showed up every week great but right now If you're like, I don't know Jesus like I know my best friend. I don't know Jesus like maybe I know my spouse. I don't know Jesus, you know, like I know my kids even. You know, that closeness. If you're like, you know, I go to church, I do the church things, I go home. But if right now, just examine. And if that's, if you're like, that's what I've been doing, you know. I know there's Jesus, I talk about Jesus. But if I don't have that personal, close relationship with him, just right now, just talk to the Lord and say, Jesus, I want, I'm going to let you in today. I'm going to let you in. And from this point on, you're going to be, you know, my go-to. You're with me everywhere I go. And if you've kind of, so if that's you, great, do that right now. And if on the other side is if you've had Jesus, but you keep shutting the door and trying to put up tent stakes around your heart so that he can't see what's going on, just uproot those right now. Open the doors and say, come on back in. You have full access. In Jesus' name, amen. That's good because I want your hearts ready. Some of us are really good at going to church, but we don't know Jesus. Do you know that altar calls don't have to look like everyone raise your hand, bow your heads, come up here, let me say a prayer with you. That's an altar call. Given your life. Do you understand that? You know, sometimes we've made it in church like this is how it has to look. No, you submitting your life and giving it to Jesus. You know? So if you did that today and you're like, I don't know where to go from here, you know, find us, we'll help you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to pull Ed and Sally out. Find them. They're sitting in the front, front row. They'll help. You know, find someone that can say, okay, that's great. Now here, here's the next step. So, all right, we're going to get right into this now. So, because I know that your hearts are ready, because if they weren't five minutes ago, they are ready now. And now I'm ready to preach this, because I wasn't sure I had two messages and all day. The one, I, the one I worked on all week, the Lord said, no. And then I got here, and he said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sending some people today. So I'm like, could you just tell me? I'm getting a little, maybe it was my anxiety you were picking up on, I don't know. I was like, during the last song, I'm like, Lord, I just want to be prepared. You know me. And he's like, well, you know me. And I was like, oh. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about unmoving circumstances. Okay? Yeah. I don't know if the other one, maybe the Lord had me do this one because the other one might have been too intense. I don't know. So, have you ever been believing for things and nothing happens? 
Like you're doing everything right. Like you're going to church, you're standing in faith. Like the worst, every bad thing happens and you're still like, it's good, it's good. God is so good. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You know, like you're getting hurt, you're sick, you know, like you're just like, I had this awesome breakthrough. And then it's like backtracks. It's like, you know, and you're just, you're just waiting. You're thinking, man, I am doing everything right. I'm loving people. I'm doing really good in my faith walk. Kindness is just coming out of me. And nothing's going on. You know, it could have been months. You know, it could be, you've been believing for this for months or years or decades, and it seems like nothing is happening. I have been on this path a long time, and nothing's happening. How many of you guys have, you know, days that you've waited? Weeks, months. How many of you guys are in decades that you've waited for something? I am. Some salvation in my families. I'm like, Lord, I have a big family. You, I'm going to have to live to be 120. <laughs> you know? That's right. So some, we've been waiting for a long time. You know, you have these promises in Scripture, right? They're all over. You can even go, you know, to, you can go to Amazon and find, like, God's little book of promises, right? Yeah, there's promises. We have a lot of promises that he's promised us. You know, and we can go and we can look at them in Scripture. You know, how many of you guys have had a prophetic word spoken over you? Sometime in your life, anytime. Great, most of you. If you haven't, come see me. I'll give you one. Great, great. Now I just set myself up. You're going to be like, I'd like another one, please. Thanks, God. Um, you know, and it's saying, like, this breakthrough is coming. It's happening soon. You're, like, getting all excited because it's a good word. It's an encouraging word. You're like, yes, yes, yes. You know, you're excited, and, you know, everyone's praying with you and praying for you, and it just seems like nothing's moving. You know, have you ever been sick and everyone around you has, like, got instant healing? <laughs> that one's fun. Yeah. Some of us deal with it. You know what's funny? I had... A uh, few, it's been a lot of years. I had a really bad, um, like, incurable illness. And the Lord would have me pray with everyone that had that sickness, and they would get healed, and I stayed sick. And I was like, oh, th- this is nice. Okay. But then what God did with me when I quit thinking about it, I just woke up one morning, and I had zero symptoms at all. I went from, you know, having an issue of blood and, and being sick and, and basically dying from the inside. And then I woke up and it was gone, like completely gone. I didn't do anything. I didn't take anything. I didn't go to any doctor. I didn't have any surgery. And it was gone. But in that time when the Lord is telling you, you know, pray with this person, you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is the time. You know, like, they're going to get healed. I'm going to get healed. And then they get healed. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, God, I've been standing on this. You know, I, I've been coming sick, and I've been going, and I've been ministering when you've asked me to minister, and I've served everywhere, and here are these people. They got everything they need, and I'm doing everything you've asked me, and I am here, and I am sick, or I'm in lack. None of us have ever experienced that, right? So, so long you feel like hope kind of gets disillusioned, right? Like, it's like, I know it could be down there somewhere. But our first thought is not, this is going to turn out great. You ever meet someone and they're just everything, they're like, well, this is going to end badly. Well, we'll have to wait and see because they're expecting, you know, it not to work, for it to fail. Um, 
And then you start wondering, I know, probably, you know, you guys are amazing Christians, but I sometimes <laughs> wonder, you know, is it worth standing in this? Is it worth continuing to believe for this? There were times I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I want to be sick anymore. I've dealt with a lot of sickness <laughs> in my life. You know, I remember being pregnant with Layla, and I thought, is this worth it? When you're, when you're in that moment, and you're thinking, I just can't fight this anymore. Is this worth it? You know, I know you guys are amazing faith people. Maybe you've never felt that, but I felt that way. Like, do I even want to keep believing for this? Like, maybe I just want to give up and go do whatever I want. Maybe I'll just have fun for a few years. You know, maybe I don't want to behave. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I behave. Huh? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I, okay. I am mischievous, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't like, I'm not like saying like, oh, misbehave and go sin. I'm saying I like to have fun. You know, I like to be silly, you know. Um, but it's like, I want to, I want to, there's times that I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. No, no, Lord. No, 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 no. And he's going, yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. And I'm like, and I'm crying. You know, you ever like get in that moment, you're like crying out to the Lord and you're just crying. You're like, yeah, 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 oh God, it's so hard. And this person and this person. And God shows you every person that is having victory in the area that you need. And you're like, what is going on here? You know, I felt that way. Maybe you guys didn't, but, you know. And it seems like breakthrough is just always out in front of you, always out of reach. Like it's just like right where you could grab it. But it's like, there's something between you. Like, Lord, I can see it. Seems like, you know, I'm, I've been walking this so long. I've been, you know, I've been speaking it every day. I've watched my mouth. I've watched my heart, you know. And it's just right there. Why, why can't I get this breakthrough? So I'm going to tell you a story about a valley dweller. Because we're talking about valleys to mountains, right? Down, down, down. This is like a deep valley, like Grand Canyon Valley, okay? So in John 5, if you want to follow along with me, in John 5, 5, um, it's about a guy. So uh, there once was this one man who had been an invalid for 38 years. So that's a long time, guys. I don't know if I would last, not be, you know, they didn't have things like wheelchairs and, and things to assist you if you, there wasn't, you know, uh, medical care for you if you couldn't work. There wasn't anything like that. You sat on a mat and you hoped someone threw you a piece of bread so that you would survive. That, that was your life. And hopefully you got someone who might drag you around. Be like, it's fine. Don't matter if you're dragging. <laughs> you can't feel it. <laughs> you know, that was their life. I mean, the fact that he was alive, yes. being 38 and alive. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So I'm going to keep going on there. Oh, no, no, where am I? Okay. So, mm, so he had an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? So the first thing is, do you want to keep complaining or do you want to get well? He could have said, no, I actually like this. People feel sorry for me. I don't have to work. I get a crumb of bread every week. It's all right. <laughs> you know, some people feel better feeling sorry for themselves because at, the, at least they know how to live there. 
You know, when you've lost hope, sometimes you're like, I just don't want anything good to happen because at, at least here I know I can survive, right? Because if you go up real far, you have a lot, right? Yeah, so he asked him. He wasn't rude. He's not like, get over here. You're getting healed right now. He asked him, said, hey, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into this pool. When the water is stirred up, when I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day of which this took place was on the Sabbath. Man, 38 years. And when we're talking about this pool, do you guys know that these people actually got to see, you know, an angelic manifestation came down and was like, let me get this big old spoon, stir up this uh, water. If you are the first one in, the healing all goes into that and you're healed. Come on. I mean, I feel like it would be like people would be punching. I don't know. It was like the first, like, you know, fight club. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, seriously, if you've been sick and somebody that's like, oh, I have a headache, tries to go in front of you. Come on. Like, if there's only one person, because you know what? The Spirit of the Lord didn't reside in us yet because Jesus was still walking the earth. So, I don't know. It just seems like 38 years is a long time. I probably would have given up. I'd probably have been like, you know what? This isn't worth it. What quality of life is this? I can't work. I can't, I don't have a family. And I have these few friends, but they're real slow because obviously they can never get me. I don't have any, you know, I can't get anybody that's, you know, my good friend that would actually, you know, help me into there. They're all like, oh, here's, you know, here's a breadcrumb, here's whatever, more like acquaintances. But nobody to be like, I got you, you're going to stay on my back and we're going to dive in there, you know, we're going to be first. So this went on for 38 years. That's a deep valley. Don't you guys think that's a deep valley? You know, I get about three minutes into my problem, and I'm like, oh, this is, Lord, why do I have to live in this valley place? You know, I don't know about you guys, but that's me. I get a few minutes, and I'm like all mad. Uh-huh. And I'm 38 years. I wouldn't even have went to that pool. I'd have been like, who is this Jesus guy? Who is this God? You know, if he couldn't heal me 38 years ago, why am I sitting by this stupid pool? I probably would have been mad. That's why I was born now and not, <laughs> not then. Um, it's, I was surprised when I read this, when I thought about it. You know, numerous times we just are recounting miracles. But when I read that, it just really got to me, really surprised me. Like, wow. Like, how was he even still trying? How was he still going? I think the Bible likes to share the length of time Uh, before the miracle happens, because I think that increases our faith. If the person was like, oh, he was dealing with this for five minutes, you'd be like, really? So he shares these lengths of times, like, you know, God is still God. Whether it's one year, 38 years, 2,000 years, whatever it is, God is still God. You know, these are the testimonies The length of time does not determine the likelihood of your breakthrough. Do you understand that? Take that right now. Take it. Grab it. Say, the length of time does not determine my breakthrough. So whatever you're going through, the length of time does not determine your breakthrough today, whether it's something little, whether it's something so huge that you're like, I can't even see around this issue. 
The length of time does not determine your breakthrough. Someone else, it took six months. Someone else in your same situation, it took a year. And you're on year 20. It doesn't matter because the length of time does not determine whether you're going to have breakthrough or not. That is so good. We cannot limit God with our time frames. Do you guys agree? We cannot limit God with our time frames. I'm really bad at that because I, I don't know if you guys know, but my love language is time. It's like a cruel joke. I don't know. Because everything is measured in time in my life. Every single thing. I can think of anything at the time, the season. So my love language is time. You know, so like when you make me wait, that's like painful to me. Because my love language is time. That's how I receive love. But I have to remember that God's time frame is not my time frame. He's like, oh, you think everything's going to happen, you know, in these next few months for you, but I got to prepare you for the next five years because of what's coming is bigger. You know, you can't just throw it out there, Sarah. You can't just be like, oh, everything's going to be good, you know, because I need to prepare you for the next season, and that takes a lot more than one or two days. He knows how long the exact time we need for our testimony to be effective for us and for the people that he's going to bring into our life. You know, you think about the Bible. So many famous Bible heroes, you know, men, women, you know, we hear about in the Bible. Um, They grew in their faith and their intimacy with the Lord when they were waiting for the promise to manifest. You know, you have David, you have Abraham, you have Gideon, you have all of these these amazing men of God. You know, you have... um, you have Ruth and Naomi and stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, this is good. Like, everyone in our family died, and we're going to go back and work in the fields. Okay? We're going to basically glean because we don't even we don't even have money to work for somebody. We're just basically um, charity. You know, you had, had these people that are like, they became huge, huge heroes in, in God's word. And how they got there is their faith grew and their intimacy with the Lord grew when they were waiting for that promise to manifest. You know, during that season when it looked like their vision had died, that their promise wasn't coming. I'm pretty sure it was pretty, I look at Ruth and Naomi and I'm thinking, man, everyone we love just died. We don't have any rights. We're women. We can't own property. We have no one to take care of us. So let's just go back and hope for the best. No, they're like, when their vision died, that's when they're like, you know what? What does the Lord say? Go do this. Follow, be in obedience. They discovered the joy of loving the promise giver more than the promise itself. Right there. There it is. They found God in incredible ways. David wouldn't have been king if he first wouldn't have been a shepherd. Gideon wouldn't have been a mighty man of God if he hadn't dealt with anxiety and fear. That's where the Lord came to him when he was hiding. The Lord didn't come to him when he was standing there like, victory is mine, you know. 
charge. You know, he didn't come to him then. He came to him in the wine press and was like, hey, little guy, how you doing? It's just me, God. You know, trying not to scare him, you know, because, oh, who's coming for me? (laughs) To love God more than the promise. Like, God, I love the story of, you know, the fiery furnace when they're like, you know what? We know God promised us long life. God promised us, you know what? But even if he doesn't, our love for him. We know him so intimately that, you know what? The promise giver is more important than that promise coming to pass in our life. And I'm not saying God doesn't, God wants you to stand on the promises and he wants to, he wants you to see those things manifest in your life. But man, when the Lord, you know, to, to believe that the, what the Lord says is truth, you know, the quality of our lives depends on knowing what God says. That the quality of our life really does depend on knowing what God says about your situation. If you go into a really dire situation and you don't know what God says about your situation, you're going to go into hopelessness and despair and anger and anxiety and frustration real quick, right? Yeah. Because... That's all I have. But man, you step into a circumstance and you're like, you know what? This looks like failure. But God. But God has a plan. You know? I look at so many things I've done and thinking, you know what? I didn't have a hundred people following me, but I had one good person following me. Or, um, you know, it's just, Every situation that you have, you have to say, what does God say about this? The quality of my life will depend on whether I know what he says or not. Because if I don't know, it is going to be super easy for me to slip into de- you know, despair, de- depression, all of those things. Because I lost my hope, because I don't know what God says. My hope is in him. Amen. And if I don't know what he says, then my hope gets lost or gets distorted And then I'm like, well, there's just, I can't see a way out of this. That's right, because you can't see because you're in the valley. God's bringing you to the mountaintop. You know what? The perspective is a little different. So we need to live, you know, on the preceding word of the Lord. You know, Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said to the enemy, "Um, my God says, my father says that man does not live on bread alone. I don't just need my physical needs met is what he was saying. I need to live on the word of the Lord. That needs to come first. Isn't that funny how he said that? Like our physical needs, food, shelter, water, air to breathe, actually come secondary to knowing the word of the Lord. That is, we need to know the word of the Lord before we need air to breathe. You guys, you can only go three minutes without air. Three minutes. You can only go three days without water. You can only go three weeks without food. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. I'm just looking at what's three, what that just came out of my mind. But think about that. He's saying, you know, before any of those needs are met, let me tell you, the word of the Lord, that's where I'm going to live. That's what's going to bring life to me. All of that stuff is just secondary to my body. We need to begin to say, I'm going to wage a good warfare. 
Remember what's been spoken to you, over you. Maybe you've had songs sung over you. The Lord does that. What's been said about you, what the Lord said about you, to you, for you. Man, when you start reading that, you're like, I got this. But when we're walking in that hopelessness, because we're like, I got to get fed first. I got to take care of these needs. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to do this? And the Lord's like, well, my answer is here for you, if you want it. Like he asked, would you like, would, would you like to, you know, get healed? Well, I don't know. But I know people that they only know how to be sick. You know what I mean? Because that gets everyone coming up, oh, poor you. Ugh, come on. If that is you, get up here. I will pray for you. Right? Oh, and it says in Timothy, how many of you guys love the book of Timothy? Love it. I love it when the Lord lets me be there and not somewhere like Leviticus. <laughs> Numbers. Mm. Timothy is just like, oh, he's so good. You know, like he's just this young kid and God just always comes through for him. Right? Sends him like, hey, Timothy, you're going to be raised up by Paul. Like, he's like on fire. You know, in the Leviticus, you know, they're telling in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, they're like, let me tell you the cursings that's over you. It's about 50 pages. So encouraging, Lord. (laughs) So in Timothy, it says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. So he's saying, hey, remember what people said about you. Remember the word that I gave over you. The prophecies over you. So I'm talking about the words you got. Grab a hold of those. So I'm going to tell you this is a command. He's not asking Timothy to hold on to those, is he? Command. Command usually means you're doing it or something bad's going to happen. He's commanding you. He says, so that by recalling them, you're... You may fight your battle well. If you feel like you're losing your battle, that you're getting to the end of your rope, that it seems like the enemy's line is just pressing forward and you're just like pressed right up and you're thinking, what are we going to do? You feel like you're out of ammunition. And he's saying, then get what you really need. Grab those words that were spoken over you. Put them back in your heart back in your mind and begin to tell me what has been said over you. That's what the promise is. Remind me of what I've already said. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm like, as I'm speaking this, I just feel like the Lord is just ministering to me. Don't you, do you guys just love that? Like every time it's fresh, even if you've heard it a million times. I think I've read Timothy probably between, you know, that and Hebrews are probably my two favorite books. Like if I have to read anything like, oh, I don't feel like reading anything. Well, I could probably crack open Timothy for a minute, you know? Both of them. I like yes. them. It's yeah. just, you know, so you read it, but then you don't, sometimes it's not revelation for that season. So today, that is revelation for this season. So when we're facing you know, that long-standing issue. If you have a long-standing issue right now, it can be, to you, it might be something small, it might be something big, it doesn't matter. 
God's not asking the size of what's going on. He's saying, if you have something that has not, you haven't seen, you know, the promise come to pass yet. That's what I'm talking about. So it's time to revisit those scriptural promises. So if you've got a word spoken over your life, go and see what God says about that. Revisit. Remind yourself. You know? I know how far I've lost my hope when I go and I read the word and I'm like, oh, that's for me. Oh, that's for me. When everything seems like it's for me, I've been real dry because even a drop, even a drop seems like, I need that. Right? Where, Where you feel like the Lord is speaking you through everything. Like you see a picture on your wall, you're like, that's for me. A car color goes by, you're like, that's for me, Lord. That was just a reminder. You ever, because he's like, I know you're dry, so I'm going to send everything, every reminder, you know? Like a number pops up, you know, it's 1234, 1234. That's for me, Lord. You know, divine order's coming. You know, 333 on there, 444. You know, I'm not saying, don't go looking for those and be like, you know, God can definitely speak to you, and he will. But, you know, when you're dry, He's waiting to speak to you. Everything, you know, he might have to send little things. But man, when you're dry, you're just like, everything seems good. Like, that's for me. I think sometimes I've maybe like sucked someone else's word that they got. (laughs) Someone's like, oh, this is for somebody here. And you're like, I really feel it's for them. But taking that. (laughs) You know, when when I've been around people who've... um, uh, like that have been getting prayed for or things like that. I'm just like, when I went out um, in Shambles, prayed, the, the lady that he called out was right behind me. I was like, come on. I will take, you know what? Whatever they want, they can have. Anything they're not ready to believe for, I want. If they're going to throw it to the side, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to... You know what? I will collect things. Because I'm going to have a good fight. I'm going to fight well. My battle's going to, you know, I'm going to win my battle. So when we're facing that, we need those scriptural promises. It gives us the opportunity to have that fresh, heavenly word to give us a new strategy. It causes manifestation in areas that have long seemed dead. It's fresh again. That's why we love coming back from conferences. That's why we love, you know, when we've just got together and talked about the Lord. It feels good, right? Because it's fresh again. It's kind of like when you first get married. Everyone's like, oh, wait till you get past the honeymoon stage. Yeah, guess what? Everyone gets past the honeymoon stage. So if you think, everyone does because life happens. You know what? It's not so sexy when a baby's pooped on you. You know what I mean? And you haven't brushed your hair for three days. And you know what? I don't even care about the other kid. This kid's driving me nuts. So you know what? There's peanut butter and there's bread on here. And that's what you're eating for the next two weeks, okay? And like, you know, your house is like, please, nobody show up. Like, should I set it on fire or should I clean it? I don't know. You know, because it doesn't... Sometimes... We just get to those drier places. 
And we're like, okay, God, this looks dead. This looks like, you know what, it doesn't look like how it just felt so good when I got saved. And you know what, everyone was coming up and saying hi to me. And, and I was going to, you know, I was going to Wednesday nights. And I was going to this. And every time I had an opportunity to hear from the Lord, you know, I do that. But then we start getting like, you know, I've been a Christian a long time. I'd rather just sit home and watch TV. You know what, I know enough. <laughs> But we do that, we're like, you know what? We start, like, not getting excited during worship. We're like, oh, gosh, Matt said we all have to raise our hands. Does this count? (laughs) I don't know, you know? We're like, what if one hand? Did he mean both? Like, gosh, I'm going to sit so that no one can see me. Don't worry, we're not looking at you. That's why I sit in the front. But man, I don't, I don't want those dead things where it's like, coming in, oh gosh. Okay, if I show up at 10 after, then music is or 10 minutes into music. Oh, wait, wait, they start five minutes later. Okay, how do I just not have to stand? Because you know that's so hard. Lord, you know what? I'm just going to live for you. I'm going to stand on this promise. Why can't I see my breakthrough? Oh, I have to stand for worship. So hard. Okay, if that's hard, if that's hard, Probably, if you're dealing with like a life or death situation, you might have to go through a little bit harder trial, okay? So if you can't stand up and just like lift your hand for even 30 seconds to the Lord, you know what? All of a sudden you got a prognosis of an incurable disease and you'd be like, God, where were you? He's like, oh, I was at worship this morning. Your promise was right there. All you had to do, grab it. But man, we're just like, Okay, I got I got an hour and something here, and then I got to get out. You know, I put my time in. We're not here to punch a time clock. We're here to get a fresh word Amen. spoken over us, to us, the Lord. That's why I said, get your heart right. Open your doors because Jesus is coming. He's sending the Holy Spirit. He's got a word for you today, this season, not tomorrow. You are not here by chance today. You are not here because, oh, I guess I got up in time. You are here because the Lord lit a fire on you and said, I am sending you for your promise today. That is why you are here. Mm, That was so good, Lord. Then we give praise and thanksgiving. That's why, did you guys notice that half the people were singing and then Matt came up and gave that word and then it was like, I don't know. Maybe it was angels singing, but it got real loud. I was like, oh, there it is, grabbing their promise. Because sometimes the enemy kind of puts a shade over us and we don't even realize that we've given up on trusting God, believing that God's going to, take this situation don't worry nobody in here i have say we have never seen situations so dire you know what we have never you know back back like when joan of Arc, we haven't burned at the stake okay even our worst things are not as bad as some nations right now so if you think your problem is not too big for god and he's like i've got your answer come on Get into my word. Remind me of the promises. promises. Get strategic in your placement. That's a huge thing. Get strategic in your placement. Say, God, this has been 20 years, and it's not going to be 21. Oh, someday. Someday's easy because you don't have to do anything. If it doesn't happen, then I'm not, I'm not accountable for that, right? 
So if someone comes up, oh, I thought you were believing for this. Well, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. No, the Lord works in the way that he said he's going to work. He doesn't work in mysterious ways. He works in signs and wonders and miracles. He doesn't just dump a bucket from heaven and be like, I hope it hits the ones I want. He doesn't do that. Come on, this is good. Because you know what? Go, go listen to some of the words spoken over your life. If the Lord gave you a scripture, read it again and again and again and again and again and again. When we give praise and thanksgiving, because even if it doesn't go exactly the way we wanted, we have now experienced a new place, a new heavenly grace in our life. We've experienced a new place with the Lord. So even if the outcome is not exactly how we thought it should be, through that process, through that process of getting to that breakthrough, now we have a new experience with the Lord that no one can take away from us. We have a new testimony that no one, no one can take away your testimony except you. If you keep it hidden in here, and you never, by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus, and the words of our testimony, we're saved. That's how people hear the word of the Lord and are saved. Let it out. Man, we get to experience God in a fresh, more incredible way when we walk in that. Because I'm pretty sure that man that sat on that ground for 38 years, if he would have been sitting there for a week, he wouldn't have had the joy overcome him the same way than if you've been 38 years, right? When you have been waiting, guess what? If someone's like, I'm going to bless you, and they give you a dollar, you're like, thank you. If someone says, I'm going to bless you, and they give you $10,000, you're like, I'm buying a new car! You know, right? That's a big deal because that breakthrough is big. I like candy bars, but I like cars because I could buy a car and a candy bar. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, come on. What could be better than that? Just be in the presence of the Lord. Even, Even getting that breakthrough is not better than just being in the presence of the Lord. Because you can have everything perfect in your life. I mean, you see people who have money, they have family, you know, they have time, they have jobs they love in their heart, depression. You know what I mean? Sorrow. Why is that? Because life isn't in that stuff. Life is in the Spirit of the Lord. That's the only place life is. That's living. Because he takes the place that is dead and he raises it up.